Hello, everybody, and welcome to this brand new podcast, Tom Cruise Control. This podcast is all about Tom Cruise all the time. Uh, my name is Veronica, and I suppose I'm your host for this podcast because I truly fucking love Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise can do no wrong. When I think when it when a Tom Cruise movie comes out, I'm like, that's going to be a great movie because Tom Cruise always makes impeccable choices in movies. And I'm not the only person here that believes Tom Cruise is amazing. I've also got a friend of mine who's also a Cruise head, Willie. I am Willie. And she says Tom Cruise can do no wrong. Tom Cruise has never done wrong. (laughs) Tom Cruise is the most amazing actor. Whenever I watch the Emmys, I'm very surprised that he didn't win it. Um, I'm surprised he doesn't win every category. He doesn't even need to be nominated. It should just be, here are the four nominees, and then Tom Cruise wins. I don't know how that's not a default thing, because Tom Cruise is the greatest actor of any generation that could ever be. We also have a third person joining us on this podcast who is also, I'm going to just call him a cruise enthusiast. Jante? Yeah. So my name is Jante, and unlike the other two people that you heard previously, I am not unabashedly in love with Tom Cruise. You should be. I know that he's a fantastic actor, but I also have the capacity to understand that he's not at his best. Tom Cruise's best movie was his first movie, and every other movie after that is him reaching for those heights. (laughs) And so I'm more of a Tom Cruise analyst. I'm looking at all the films that he's looking at, and that he's been acting in, and trying to figure out... Has he reached those heights that he was previously been reaching in these other films? When he speaks like this, it upsets me. No. Right. Yeah, honestly, we'll get to that. Let's introduce our fourth person, who's our, as we like to call him, our filthy casual. He's (laughs) a guy who loves movies, isn't particularly excited about Tom Cruise, but, so I guess he'll be like our neutral voice. Pretty much. So, my name is Alex, and I'm basically your filthy casual. Your everyday person <laughs> who just happens to like movies. When I hear the name Tom Cruise attached to a movie, it, that's not an instant watch for me. It should know? be. I gotta watch the trailer. You know, if it looks good, I'll watch it. You need to watch a trailer for You know it's gonna be good. It's got Tom Cruise. Yeah, we'll see. So, I, I judge Tom Cruise on a case-by-case basis, you know, so I gotta watch it first. Understandable. Understandable. So what we'll be doing in this podcast is covering Tom Cruise movies each episode and evaluating Tom Cruise's performance. And of course, for this podcast, we'll be covering his first movie, his first appearance in a feature film. The movie, of course, is called Endless Love. Endless Love. 1981's Endless Love, directed by... Oh, Oh, Lord. I Franco, said his name. Yeah, Franco Zeffirelli. Zeffirelli. Because his name Zeffirelli. was all oh, over the beginning. I'm name. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Franco Zeffirelli is an amazing director. Because he directed your favorite role, your favorite performance, Tom Cruise performance. He introduced us to Tom Cruise. Well, that's true. That's it. He did introduce, he introduced us, us to, to the best role that Tom Cruise ever had. His most challenging role? Maybe? Most challenging role? I really don't think it was that challenging, guys. Tom Cruise was in this film for only a couple of minutes. And he elevated this film to a level that no other actor could have done. Yeah, he elevated to, like, a crazy level. You know what? We're going to talk about that when we get into the movie. Mm. But, so, Endless Love came out in 1981, starring Brooke Shields and Martin Hewitt, 
who um, apparently... I'd never heard of this man until I had to watch this movie. And so we looked him up, and what's he doing now? He is only in super sexy fucking movies. <laughs> Are these, like, Skinamax movies? Yeah, Skinamax movies, one of which is called Secret Games. And, of course, there's a second... There's a sequel to Secret Games called Secret Games 2, The Escort, which you know is fucking sexy. Aren't the games not secret anymore after secret- the first one? I After the first secret game, the second like, one is public. The games. secrets out. Uh, public games too. We know all about it. Then it's we be see secret you. games three boner time. Yeah, he was in two moon junction, which based on the cover art looked like he was just making out with a woman in front of the moon. <laughs> and there was there was carnal games, which you know that's sexy as fuck. Yeah, so yeah. there was Matthew Martin Hewitt. Okay. So, and then we all know Brooke Shields. We don't really need to go over her filmography because yeah. it's not like she disappeared into the ether after Endless Love. Right, exactly. <laughs> Brooke Shields is a national treasure. And Tom Cruise appeared briefly, very briefly. At this that wasn't enough Tom Cruise for you? No, I needed more Tom Cruise. Like, I watched this movie thinking that there was going to be a lot more Tom Cruise. And I got, like, two seconds of Tom. As as amazingly as as pivotal he was to the plot, I'm surprised he wasn't in more of the movie. He should have been in every scene. Okay. So, I differ from both Veronica and Willie because I believe that this was more than enough Tom Cruise. (laughs) This role with him as Billy was the greatest role he was ever able to inhabit. <laughs> he was only on the screen for a little bit, but it was just like, Billy, I get your motivations. I understand what you're all about. You also took your shirt off. You also had these jorts on that were amazing. Wait, wait, With wait. You're, you're totally ruining the movie. We got yeah. We got to get there when we get there. We oh, got it. Oh, we yeah, got yeah, it. You're yeah. excited about Billy. I get it. No. You think it was his best role, which I think is bullshit. Well, I just need to clarify we'll myself. This entire podcast will be me Making sure that everyone knows that Billy was the best he's got, and everything else pales in comparison. So his first role, or the first time he ever showed up, was the best, the best role, mm. and then he just like yeah. plummeted downhill from there. He's taking the angle of uh, like bands releasing albums or any artist releasing something. It's usually like their first CD is their greatest CD, and everything else just pales in comparison. I don't know. I don't agree with that because, mm. like, Incubus, their first CD was not their best CD. Red Hot Chili Peppers, their first CD was not their best CD. Very I true. think. Very I true. think you can get better. You are naming two bands <laughs> that started out at mediocrity. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Incubus, Red Hot Chili Peppers, if you're listening, Jonte said that, not me. Tom Cruise, I'm So let's get into this movie. We're going to do. We're going to talk about this movie a little bit. So I don't even know where to begin with this movie. I'll, I'll begin with it as a disclaimer. I haven't actually seen all of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to see my Tom Cruise part, which is, is one of the main reasons I actually wanted to view this film. I, I saw him in his, in his part, and I was busy when the viewing of this film was supposed to happen, so I came in a bit late. I basically caught like the last half hour of this film. So for me, they're actually filling me in on a lot of stuff because they're jerks and would not tell me what this was about. You missed it, you missed it. You knew we were watching Endless Love. You're like, I need to go eat food and my put it in food in my belly. Excuse me for like, living. <laughs> like it was more important than Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah but you do need Fair to see enough. that scene it, with Tom Cruise. Most things are it. Nothing's more important than Tom Cruise. I, so just as so a little bit of background for Hollywood, <laughs> in 1981, 
Hollywood, the public in general, was thirsting after a star. Was thirsting after someone with a Tom Cruise charisma. <laughs> with someone who could command the screen in a way that Tom Cruise could. 1981 was not the greatest era of film, but it could be. And so Endless Love introduced us to that power. Endless Love was that opportunity. So it, op- it was a door that... We've been waiting to open ever since then. I think that's what he's maybe he's trying to say. Yeah. I hear him, but Endless Love wasn't that great of a movie. Well, well let's talk about it. I love yeah, Tom Cruise, but he was in it for two seconds and it wasn't that great of a movie. Well, let's talk about this film. Billy was just the beginning. Okay, so this movie starts off with Brooke Shields as Jade, right? Her name right. is Jade. Her name is Jade. And she is dating, so she's 15 years old, and she's dating this senior in high school named David, who is played by Martin Hewitt. Um, and so this movie starts off with, um, I believe, them, him going to her house for a party. Well, no, first they start off at that planetarium where you, you kind of get a little... Oh, shit, yeah. yeah. That, I read about that, the... They went to a planetarium. Okay, yes. the planetarium yeah, yeah. scene was really strange because, first of all, she's 15, so, like, what grade is she in? 15, 15 that's, like, ninth grade. grade. Yeah, yeah, it's like, ninth or 10th grade. Yeah, sophomore yeah. Grade. So she's, like, ninth or 10th grade on a field trip. This fucking senior fucking stows away and like crashes this like planetarium field trip just so he can like sit next to her during the star show or whatever the fuck and whisper sweet nothings into her ear and lick her cheek right (laughs) wait he was licking cheeks I swear he was they were licking cheeks they were kissing cheeks it's a love story. And then he gets, he and then like, like yeah, he's, like he's on a ship. Yeah, he like stowed away on this like ninth grade field trip. It was weird as fuck. Like they were already with Planetarium when we showed up, and he just like sneaks into the like planetarium thing. What do you call that thing? The room where they observatory. You need to shut up. They were at the observatory. They're in the planetarium room. I think that just is the auditorium. Then it's like a planetarium where you like it's, you it's sit a planetarium and it like projects it's onto the yeah. Clearly, the none of us have been to a planetarium. I have actually been to that exact planetarium <laughs> that we were at. Of it. You took I, me. I've been to that planetarium and clearly I was not paying attention. <laughs> but anyways, so yeah, so he sneaks in. It's it's already creepy because it's a senior stowing away on like a ninth, tenth grade um, field trip. Which like me as a senior, I would have never fucking did that. Because it's weird. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Would you have done that? I mean... You would have dated oh a ninth God. grader? Oh, my God! An 8th grader? A I said ninth grader. What grade am I in? You're a senior. senior. We've right, nah, that's, that. too, that's too much of a difference. Are you not a listening? Soph- a sophomore, though. <laughs> Filthy casual. You're just nasty. And if you're 15, you could be a sophomore. <laughs> Shut up. I'm just, well, okay. Look, slob, the point is... <laughs> They're at they're at this planetarium. He's not supposed to be there, and he gets caught by the the teacher, and he tells kid, you know, he tells the kid to scram, basically, to get the fuck out of here. So then we go ahead and fast forward to them at their what their homes, right? Yeah. So we see uh, the main character. His name is David David Axelrod. And Damn, you even took down the last name. Yeah, it's David Axelrod. No, you cannot forget that name. It's so dope. Yeah, I, 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 it is a pretty good name. I will I have agree to with say. him on this. Axelrod is amazing for the last name. We see this this guy at his house, and you know he's there. His parents are there. His grandma's there, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm off, guys. I gotta go see Jade." And then his grandma. Oh shit! His racist his grandma. His grandma says Jade. <laughs> 
Yeah. His grandma says, Jade, oh, is that God. a Chinese person? Yeah. Stop! Yeah. No. His grandmother said, is that a Chinese person because her name was Jade? Well, to be fair... Stop! Wait! To, no, her, be, his grandma said that. To be fair... She looked... Wait, her... She looked him looked straight in the eye. And wait, she saw Jade. No, no, no. No, no she, she never no, no, saw no. Jade. She just no. heard the name. He just, he just said, I'm going to go see Jade now. And then, uh, or, you know, Jade's waiting for me. She saw... She said, Jade, is that a Chinese person? Grandma watched way too many kung fu films. Like, I don't know, like, if Grandma's that, a racist is what's going on there. Grandma's a blatant racist. But let's not forget the fact, this movie is called Endless Love. Yes. Lionel Richie wrote a song called Endless Love. He wrote that song for this movie. That's true, and I didn't know that till I heard the song in the movie, and I saw the credits, it was like, Endless Love, written by Lionel Richie, and I was like, yeah. Lionel Richie wrote a song for this yeah, did he so, collaborate with somebody on the Diana, Diana, Diana Ross. Ross. Yeah, I thought so I saw that. So this name. like iconic song, which like I think all of us know. But I would also this posit that it was the movie. Yeah, I would posit that it's on purpose because obviously everyone here it. knows Lionel Richie is the Tom Cruise of music. So <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that you far. Know what? You know what? Maybe. No, mm. no, he is not the Tom Cruise. Maybe during 1981. Maybe that, during that year, I guess. <laughs> well, exactly. That makes okay, sense. all right. Then I'll go me. with it. Then 1981, Lionel Richie's Tom Cruise music. Yeah. All right. So we get a little uh, window into David's life, and then we go see uh, his girlfriend Jade's life, and it's really weird because you know we have no idea what's going on at the beginning of this movie, and you know everyone else. In the girl's family is also dressed up like she's dressed up in what looks like what's like a wedding dress. She looked right? like she was getting married. Yeah, like, it I like thought he was going dress? to his wedding because she's wearing like all white. She's got like white flowers in her yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah. She answers the door and I'm just like, oh, they about to get the mom. married. The mom comes down. Oh no! And she comes out in this fucking Chinese dress with a fan. Oh. Yeah. So and grandma was right. Oof. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, oh, grandma this was... must be Jade. <laughs> oh. oh no! Oh, no 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 no! So no. I had a couple. I had trouble keeping track of the names. Oh yeah. my! Because she came down with a fan and traditional Chinese dress, and everyone was like, oh my god. Look how good you look right now. And she's like, yeah, it's me. Wait, wait, wait. I'm the mom. Yeah. What is a traditional Chinese? Like, like a silk dress. You know, like a silk, silk dress. dress. Like the collar yeah. and the buttons. Yeah. Like, seriously? Yeah. Yes, all yeah. of that. She said she got it at the thrift store. No, she didn't. That's what she said. Well, she's, she's a liar. Yeah. That's what she said. She's like, I got it. And that's store. a whole nother movie. <laughs> and it's love, too. I'm a liar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. What what else has happened? Because so, this, this is honestly pretty interesting. I love this. So, so so it looks like you know we were trying to figure out like what the fuck is going on. Yeah, because they were all dressed up. It was weird. Yeah. And yeah. then oh, and then James Spader. Yeah. Oh, uh, James National Spader. Treasure. National James Treasure. Is James Spader shows up. Um, Nash- he's he's uh the older brother, right? He's the older yeah. brother of Jade. And then second National Treasure, Ian Ziering. Shows up as James Spader's younger brother, and wasn't he in? The, was he the one in the t-shirt tux? Yes, he was. Oh, yeah, he had a t-shirt shit. tux. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta go back and see this again. Yeah, so you know, James Spader, the <laughs> villain in all '80s movies, is in this movie. <laughs> Not a villain. Not a really well, kind of a villain. I don't really feel mm-hmm. like this movie had a villain. Oh, he had a villain. The villain was not love. <laughs> <laughs> because clearly the, love the was protagonist endless. was yeah. 
endless love. Right. So, so in this movie, they're all dressed up, and uh, you know, we're trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. And then it looks like they're having a, a dinner party, like a costume dinner party. Mm-hmm. But the only people having dinner is the fucking family. <laughs> so it's like, this is this, what is this? Who? Yeah. They, they just dress up for yeah. for whatever reason. And everyone was like, "Oh my god, this is the best thing to ever hear." So mom, was, <laughs> yeah, everyone was amazed. By mom it. was smashed before we even had dinner, and I guess every Sunday night they just get super dressed up to have dinner. They were all dressed no. up except well, for the younger brother who was just in that, a tuxedo T-shirt. He couldn't be bothered. That's Jeez. what it seemed like. It seemed like they were just dressing up for. And this is just something they do. Right. But what actually was happening was they were having a party. So I guess they were just you know having dinner before the party. Yeah. This party was actually like for the for, for the kids. Yeah. You know, the, is, you have a bunch of teenagers coming in. Really? There was a band coming in, wow. and then like the band comes, they're playing music. Everyone's having a good time. Even the parents, like people, are blazing up in this fucking party. Yeah, they you were four twenty blazing. You see, you see the 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 James Spader holding of a roach with the roach clip, passing it to his mom. Right. Stop. So yeah, they're all just. Yeah, they're that kind of family. There's a it's a bunch very of liberal, liberal family. Yeah. Very, very liberal. Yeah. Very liberal. A bunch so, of teens drinking, teens with cigarette boxes rolled up in their t-shirts. Yeah. Not even joking about yeah. that. Somebody like, why is this a problem? So, yeah. like, in the middle of this family <laughs> fancy dinner, where David Axelrod is also in like fancy dress, somebody knocks at the door. And you open the door, and there's just a bunch of teens coming in. Like, <laughs> just rushing. We're teens. We're getting ready for a party. I love being a teen. Hormones. <laughs> we're there. We're there. <laughs> and then there's like clips of just all three of the black teens. Just oh yeah, dancing and smoking joints. All three of the black teens. All three black teens. <laughs> Reefer madness. <laughs> See, like, like the first scene of the party was like two black teens at the door, mm. one smoking. And then this other one with like cigarettes rolled up in his shirt, and I was like, or her shirt. That's tough. I was like, what the hell's happening right now? I mean, in '81 they did. And then there was just white people dancing real bad in the background. (laughs) And James Spader was like, I love it. Oh, and James Spader's girlfriend was like the lead singer of the band that showed up because a band band showed showed up. up. Oh, band. Yeah, a teen band. These are the these. This is what most kids would consider the coolest parents ever. Well, the first thing that happened though was that. David Axelrod and Jade, the couple, were up in a dark room making out. James oh, yeah. Spader comes into this dark room and is like, what are you guys doing? I'm James Spader. 1980s villain in all movies. And they're like, we're just here. And he's like, well, Dad wants you to bring down the trumpet. And so he brings the trumpet down. And the dad's like, I love hanging out with teens. I haven't lived my fullest life, so I gotta hang out with my daughters and her young friends. So let me play the trumpet with this weird teen band. That's Y'all true. coming over to my house, drinking my stuff, smoking my stuff? Yeah. Y'all can listen to this trumpet. Yeah. Yeah, and, and my we wife, played like five notes. My wife will wear this 2,000 year old dress. <laughs> Apparently it's 2,000 years old. And she's like, but let's she got all, it at the thrift store. Yeah, let's all cultural appropriate and do this thing. And get high and drink with the teens. Right. So in this party, you know. It's you kind of get the impression maybe this is kind of just like a slice of life movie, you know. And uh, there's some some weird creepy scenes with the dad and the daughter Jade, where she's like sitting in his lap and they're just there's it's, it's, it's some strange shit going they're on. They're kissing. Right? Yeah, the like dad. she was sitting in his lap and like started like she like 
turned back and like started kissing on his cheek and then he started kissing on her cheek and for a bit I thought they were going to make out and it was yeah. freaking like, me out. Maybe, and, maybe almost neck. Yeah, yeah they were, I mean? it was pretty yeah, much necking. And all along, David Axelrod is on the staircase weird. watching <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, he's, he's just watching this and it looks like he, it's, it looks like the dad knows he's watching and she yeah. knows he's watching. Martin so Hewitt. So they do this whole kiss exchange and it's it's I don't know it's strange. It's yeah, the the yeah. And Martin so Hewitt doing his best acting is like, hmm, on the staircase. That's true. He's being just slightly scary. puzzled. Listening to this, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> so you know the, the the party ends, and then um, there's a scene where like the parents are drunk. The dad's really drunk. You know they got a fire going in the fireplace. And, you know he's gonna put it out, and then Axelrod's like, no, no, no. You know, look, I'm gonna st-, like he's telling Axelrod to go home too. He's like, you know, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay until the fire goes out. Make sure the fire's you know okay. You know, house isn't burned down. And you know, you go to bed. I'm gonna be cool here. He's like, all right, all right, whatever, you know. So, the parents go to bed. The brother Ax- goes to bed. The, er, yeah, the brothers every, go every, to bed. Everyone goes to bed except like Jade. You know, there's this weird scene where we're looking at them through the stairs. So it looks like someone's watching them, and then they do this whole thing where, all right, I'm leaving now. You know, they walk to the door. You know, it's dark. The fireplace is there though, and the you know you hear the door open and close. And then I think Jade goes up the stairs. <laughs> and then we're still watching through the stairs, like, at the Yeah, we're, we're... Like, they made the audience feel like a bunch of fucking creepers. Yeah, like... like we're, we're I just, felt like I was, was just, like, peeping Tom. Yeah. Peeping in on these people. It was a super voyeuristic camera angle. very yeah. voyeuristic. And, and what, what's funny is that they know we're watching. It was, like, some weird fourth wall shit. Seriously, <laughs> like, I felt like I started breathing... Were they looking directly into the camera? No, like, but, like, we hell? were staring down at them from, like, an angle. Yeah. And I felt like I just started heavy breathing to go along with, like, the ambiance. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole, the whole time I was oh thinking, God. wow, this could be way better if Tom Cruise was in this part. I think we were all thinking that. Like, like, I was I was honestly expecting Tom Cruise to show up at the party. Yeah. And, I mean, steal the, steal the show. Mm-hmm. But he didn't show up, so. And let's talk a little bit about David Axelrod slash real actor Martin Hewitt. He was just a Tom Cruise lookalike. Everybody wanted he Tom Cruise was. in this movie, but they couldn't get him. You know what? No. He honestly he did, he looked like He doesn't have the eyebrows to be Tom Cruise. He doesn't have the yeah, Tom Cruise. But he was an Tom affordable Cruise. Tom Cruise. I guess you could say that. Well, I don't know if you can really say that because Tom Cruise was like a no one at that point. I would have paid as much money as possible to get Tom Cruise in 19. You didn't even know how good it Tom Cruise was. It doesn't even matter was. if you knew. This right. man's a star. Well, maybe, maybe Tom <laughs> yeah. Cruise wasn't like fully in his own yet because he had just come from like Franciscan Franciscan seminary school because he grew up super Catholic mm-hmm. and he yeah true story like he went to Franciscan <laughs> seminary school and I honestly mm-hmm. and then he quit yeah. school moved to New York and was like I'm gonna do acting and then he like did auditions on auditions and this was the first role he landed he was like he went 40% to New York? of actors yeah <laughs> they just go to New York or LA and it's like I'm gonna just be an actor now this was the first role he landed yeah but that's mm-hmm. part of my argument is that you gotta get him raw you gotta get him right out of school. I think he was a little too raw. I guess that's a failing of 1981 movies, which is why, based on my like prominent argument that no movie should have existed until 1995. Like, what? Whatever. whatever. <laughs> no, like, why? Let's because there wasn't the technology available to have Tom Cruise in every movie. Before. Okay, but like Tom Cruise movies before 19, what was it, 1995? You said. Yeah. Oh, there were plenty. There were plenty of really great Tom Cruise movies before 1995. Right. But he should have been every character in those movies. I like Cox. That would be a little fucking ridiculous. Let's keep going with. I feel like I feel All like right. you'd want him to be like the plane in Top Gun or something, right? 
<laughs> they did that in Pixar's in Pixar's Cars. Okay, let's whatever. I'll, I will say I like Top Gun, but moving on. So, <laughs> so in this, so like I mentioned, like they they do this whole charade where they pretend like you know she's gonna go to sleep and he's gonna leave, go home, but. You, what you see is that he comes back from the door and he goes back to the fireplace and she goes upstairs. So he's down there by the fireplace. Oh, and he starts stripping. This is in the fucking living room. And yes, he begins to undress. Yeah, like My just, body is ready. Yeah. He just starts ripping all his clothes off. And he's alone at this point. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's not there. Like, he's just stripping all his clothes off in the living room in this girl, like his girlfriend's house living room. Like, who does that? Right. And then she comes down in this silk robe. Oh, yeah. Knowing, you know, she who knows got sexy. what's underneath. She's oh, got to get herself. Clearly not. She slipped into something more comfortable. Right. Well, she and comes then, down and he's just like nude sitting next to the fire. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's, he's basically bare ass naked. I don't know. He may have some some weird. A thong on? Underwear the, uh, the, that's the like nude colored or some shit. Yeah. An atom leaf? Yeah. Yeah, for the censors <laughs> in 81. <laughs> he has Schrodinger's pants on. <laughs> Are they on? Are they on? <laughs> I believe they're on. Um, so yeah. So then, of course, you know they're both naked. What do you think is going to happen? They start fucking, right? So the parents are upstairs. He's drunk. He's trying to he like. He's trying to get it in. Cause yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's sex night, I guess. And then she's like, it's sex night uh, for all. The teens came out. We had a party. There was a band. Yeah. come on. Which teen did you like? I like this teen. I saw my daughter it. in a oh, beautiful dress. <laughs> Let's fuck about it. I like that. That that's is disgusting. They, that's what they did. And so he's trying to get it there in. There are witter fetishes out there. But anyways, yeah. yeah. So back to it, Alex was saying the mom wakes up and is, like, going to go get a drink of water. Yeah, so she heads down the stairs and, oh, my God. She walks in to this dude bare-ass naked, <laughs> pounding away at this girl. Like You she, said pounding, and I'm worried. I don't... <laughs> I'm not sure if I like that. <laughs> Well, well, the thing is, the scene. no. He, so this he, is the scene blowing her back out. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus! He pulled some tracks out on this. Guy. I don't remember that. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, so man. this is the scene that I feel this like this movie is fantastic. This movie okay, would have been way it. better if Tom Cruise was in it because Tom Cruise is so small, he would have been able to hide. <laughs> <laughs> what would he have done? Crawled into her vagina? Probably. <laughs> The mom wouldn't be like, oh, it's just my daughter. You're Tom wrong. Tom Cruise isn't here. It would just my daughter riding around naked. He just, he, he's not that short. He is 5'6". No way. He's like 5'6", isn't he? I thought he was like 5'9". No. no. He's not that tall of a he's person. A little, he's a... But it is not a demerit on his part. No, because no, 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 he's no. sexy as fuck. No, because he's, it adds to the roles that he plays. Isn't Nicole Kidman like six feet tall? She's very tall. Yeah, she's, she's, she's like she was like five ten, five eleven. Yeah, so Nicole Chapman is very tall. Nicole, oh, sorry, he's five seven. Yeah, hmm. so so Tom Cruise is five seven. Nicole Childman is like six feet tall or something like that. <laughs> Nicole Childman. Oh, yeah, Nicole Childman. <laughs> for a second, I was like, wait. I didn't know who he was talking about for a quick second. I was like, who the hell is Nicole Childman? You know, who is this new human that that, that Tom Cruise dated that I don't Nicole. know of? <laughs> Tom Cruise has dated a lot of humans, which we will yeah, talk about. Yeah, I was <laughs> talking about a, a later one. Yes, I hope you're talking about. I love you so much. Uh, <laughs> so back to the movie so the mom catches him but she doesn't do anything she just kind of watches yeah she, she uh, knows no, she, no. Watches. no. Yes, she does she just watches she yes. just watches and she kind of has like alright they're way too liberal in this household she, well that's the thing yeah she watches she kind of like smiles about it she, I guess she thinks like oh how sweet you know this 
young teenage love. Okay, this like, is, I don't care. It's sweet, but, like, that's your daughter. Why are you creepily watching at the top oh, of the stairs? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. If I and, like, knew she my was, mom like, was smiling. Watching, like, Maybe she liked no. his butt. You can see butt, right? Well, yeah, we'll yeah, get into that. Butt. He was on top, and it was just his ass. We'll get into that a little yeah. later. Maybe she thought it was someone else. Mm-hmm. No, she knew no, it was him. She, she knew, knew, it, was, she knew, she knew it, was, it was her daughter. She knew it was David Axelrod. Oh, all right, yeah, so yeah. she just liked his butt. That's all I can give her. We'll we'll get into that a little later. Okay, okay, okay. All right, so what happens after that? They bang. The mom goes upstairs, looks real satisfied. I don't understand why. Yeah, so then uh, soon after that... Did like, the dad get any after that? Because she should... It no, no. Like he was good out. And at no. He was out. He was out. No. So soon after that, Weak. there's this like hunting trip that they go on that he ends up get going. I guess he somehow ingratiates himself to the, to the dad. Axelrod, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Axelrod. Yeah, Axelrod, okay. and then James Spader, the brother of Jade, also goes on this trip. So the dad yeah. invites him to I go. I love how Spader doesn't have an actual name. He's just James Spader. I don't oh, yeah. remember I, what I, I, I also <laughs> but It doesn't matter because his role should have been taken by Tom Cruise. Right? I agree. Whatever. Well, I think that, Dave, what's his name, Martin? His, Tom Cruise should have been in his sure. role, in all honesty. Why did it fall silent when I said that? Brooke Shields, you know, she's... I was waiting for them to say something because I completely agree with you. I know you agree, but, like, they fell silent. No, no, I agree, too, because Martin Hewitt was all they had was a Tom Cruise lookalike. Or maybe, like, a James Marsden. He was a James Marsden. He was a sad-looking Cyclops. (laughs) Mark Hewitt, Hewitt, a.k.a. Mark Ruffalo's dad... Was yeah. born to play something like something else. <laughs> Why did okay. you say Mark Ruffalo's dad? I also think that Brooke Shields' eyebrows could have been played by Tom Cruise. <laughs> well, I love her eyebrows. That's they're, like uh, that's they're like, hella thick. That's like an iconic and thing they have about Brooke Shields. Is you know, like, I, like, I like I like I like eyebrows. They they have clearly, they make a face. Clearly. They were sentient. Look, there's nothing wrong with thick eyebrows. My eyebrows. I'm not saying they're mm-hmm. not bad, but uh, they're not Brooke Shields. Could have been Tom Cruise. That's all I'm saying. Brooke Shields like Tom Cruise is on her face. Brooke Shields literally has like caterpillars across her. <laughs> well, that's face. legit. That's true. But so did Tom Cruise. We Tom don't, Cruise has some nice there, eyebrows, there but no he faults. looks really good. There are no faults with this man. That's right. true. So he goes on this hunting trip, and then like the brother kind of calls him out on like you're kind of kissing ass. You know, the mom actually does this too. That like you don't gotta you don't gotta be like trying to flirt with me. Like, look, you're already part of the family. I guess you know you're you're in. So. Stop trying to be so nice. Yeah. Yeah, the James Marston... James Marston? James Spader. I'm still not... I'm still, Cyclops. I still got Cyclops on the brain. James um, Spader's character actually says, and I quote, just because you're fucking my sister doesn't mean you're part of the family. Right. That was cold. That it did, was it, he didn't need to be saying that. But that's a classic Spader line. That sounds like a bitter it, it, boyfriend line or some bullshit. Yeah, like... Her dad and her brother had some like serious, like creepy, um, jealous vibes going on. It's true, the love was endless. <laughs> it's all like, oh wait, that is that, that is, is the truth. True. Yeah. But anyways, after the hunting endless scene, love. after the hunting scene, they all go back home and um. And he is bare ass naked. Yeah, yeah that's he's what I was with Jay. Okay, okay wait, so so this, this is at their house. house. Okay, yeah, so yes. he's at their house. Okay, he's at their house. He's at their house. He's in his girlfriend's room and he's bare ass naked. Yeah, and the with dad, the door open. The so Jace's girlfriend at yeah. this point. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, they've okay. been they've been, they've been dating they've apparently been dating. based on the movie. They've been dating for so, a while. Yeah. Okay. okay so he's bare okay. ass naked in her room. Doors wide open. The dad really likes to get naked. Yeah. This dad, her dad, walks up the stairs and sees him just like bare ass naked in her room, and then she. She 
comes out in a towel from like the bathroom or some shit, like a shower, okay. and a Hollywood towel. And she's just like, "Hey, Dad!" So, so it's like half the size it should be, right? Exactly. <laughs> and she's just like, "Hey, Dad!" And then she goes into her room and shuts the door. And her dad just saw her going in that room with that bare ass naked man. And clearly the dad's uncomfortable because the dad's like, what the fuck's happening? Well, this is what happens when you're super fucking liberal in your house. Well, he clearly didn't realize that. I mean, I can yeah. be a liberal person, but goddamn. Yeah. And in this movie, Brooke Shields is supposed to be about 15 years old. And David Axelrod, the that character, Martin Hewitt, is supposed to be a senior in high school. Yeah. And so that's where some of the discomfort comes from for that family. Because as, as a father, you already know what he about. <laughs> I remember being in high school. I remember being a senior. You know what them boys about? They bout it, bout it. That's true. No, so, I was a girl in high school. I know what you all about. So yeah, <laughs> this guy, this guy is like pretending to hangers and shit. He pretends <laughs> to leave at night, but he actually stays like all night, and then he leaves in the morning when he takes. Well, he didn't even pretend this time because he just stayed in the room, and they just like had this like extended love making scene. Yeah, there was a lot we of got to see in this more ass. The, this is the one where we saw some. some oh, we saw titties. some. So we more, saw some Brooke Shield titties. We saw Brooke Shield titties. That's and right. Then Hewitt butt breasts. and Brooke Shield butt. Mm. Bro- so we oh, have Brooke Shield. We never saw Brooke Shield butt. I well, don't. she was on top of Hewitt I don't at one that. point. Wait, we got Brooke Shield. It was really like dark top though. Booty really crack dark. or something. Just a little bit of booty. Just butt. a little bit of booty crack at the top. We got a second Hewitt butt. Yeah. And then the more uh, back blowing, basically. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Essentially, I'm, more back blowing. The phrase "back blowing" cannot be. I'm, I'm just. I just don't. Are you shutting it down? I hate it so much. Are you shutting it down? <laughs> if you're trying to shut it down, I'm gonna have to use it like four no, more times. Yeah. I, I have no authority to shut it down, but I'm just letting everybody know I hate it. So but he wants to shut it down. All right. Um, God. So at this point, you know, when you're watching the movie, you know, you see the kind of, like, the mom was obviously not, she's, she's all right with it. The dad, maybe, he's kind of worried about it. But they're very liberal parents, so you kind of like, so what's what's the fucking deal with the movie? Where's where's the conflict, right? Yeah, because right. the dad's, like, super freaked out about it. Like, he goes to tell them, like, he goes to talk to the mom, right? And he's just like, oh, my God, like, I just saw him naked up there. Like, how's she going to study? How's she going to sleep? Because he's having <laughs> sex with it's, this man. It's yeah. kind of like, worried about actual stuff. Yeah. That's how, that's uh-huh. how she can't do well in school if she's having sex. Yeah. Yeah. And they show a scene where she's, like, in school and she's falling asleep because she's fucking the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> She's trying to read this book in school. This is true. This is true. (laughs) Brooke Shields is falling asleep in a history class. And she's like, oh, I can't stay awake because I fucked this dude all night. I'm so sorry. I fucked fake James Marsden. He's keeping her up. Oh, he's fucking her all night. And she kept Oh, my God. It's true. It's so fucking true. It's some R.R. Martin hating the picture kind of shit. Yeah. My Jesus. She's just sitting in class, like, um, nodding off. Yeah. She's like, oh, my God, I've been fucking <gasps> all night. My man. Love you, fake James Marsden. Like, I just like to point out that if it was Tom Cruise that she was fucking all night, that dad wouldn't have been upset. My Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise would be study. inside of her vagina because no. he's so short. <laughs> Tom up. Cruise would have done the studying for her after she fell asleep once he fucked her all night and then gave her the notes so she didn't have to do shit the next day. That's true. And she could have slept in class. Tom because Tom Cruise is a classy-ass dude. And he That's cares. True. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Even while playing a goddamn role. Yeah, he would have stood on Tom. a box to fuck her. <laughs> he to stop. And that is not that short. He would have well, a bunch of books. He would have said, is this your chemistry seven. books? I'm going to stand on this so he I can fuck you, Brooke Shields. He's an average-sized human being. I love you so much, my sweet Brooke Shields. 
So, you know, my man, he's getting a daily night. <laughs> It's ever so rightly. rightly. (laughs) It's getting to the point where her parents catch her going into like their office and trying to take some pills because it helps her sleep, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. This is when it becomes it becomes a problem. Like Mm -hmm. her grades are falling, she's sleep deprived, and she's trying to like take some fucking pills. And so they're like, "This has got to stop." Right? I was like, "She needs Adderall." This has got to stop. You know, she's falling asleep. So they they pretty much like tell her you can't see this guy, and then he comes by, and then the dad's like, "Look, you know, she's she's having this is affecting her her actual life, and she can't see you. Like, so for the next thirty days, please just don't come by. You know, after thirty days, you know, we'll see where it goes. But that sounds reasonable. Thirty yeah, fucking so. days. True. All right. True. So then, what happens next? Time? He flips his shit. Like, he gets really upset because he has to stay away from her for 30 fucking days. Like, he... Don't they go to like the he same tried, school? No, like, even at the they same do. time, even you at the time... pass her a note and keep walking? Even at the... Well, remember, they're, like, fucking, like, five grades apart from each other or whatever. <laughs> but anyways, so, like, the when her dad says, like, you can't go see my daughter, he, like, tries to bust into the house anyways. It's like, oh, I gotta talk to her, I gotta talk to her. And then the mom's like, wait, let's go talk on the side porch. Yeah. Tis I. Tis I. Her mother. The mom. And she, like, she like drags him away to the side porch and tries to talk sense into him, but he's just, like, super pissed off. And I'd also like to mention that he's always wearing this, like, T-shirt with the number 33 on it's it. Like jersey. This, this so, I am yeah. a sorry. This jersey with 33 on it. So when she goes... So backtracking a little bit. When she goes into the dad's study to steal the pills because she needed to sleep. Like she wanted some sleeping pills or some shit. Mm-hmm. She, the dad catches, it, catches her, confronts her, and she's just like, you're just jealous of us. And then she starts crying like a fucking five-year-old. Like throwing a tantrum. Legitimate tantrum. Yeah. Like she flings herself on her bed. She's just like, no, you don't understand. We love each other. Bitch, you're 15. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about that. You're 15. Shut up. <laughs> and so afterwards, like, he's tasked with staying away from her for 30 days. Right. And so he's you see all these, it. like, weird vignette scenes of him. Spying on her at school in his uh, 33 jersey because number 33 yes. is the best. You see a lot he of, apparently owns no other shirt. You yes. see a lot of him lo- looking longingly at her, but yes. not really the other way around. Right, exactly. Because Brooke Shields is like, oh, yeah, okay. So I guess this is from her, his perspective. I don't know. I think so. Yeah, but okay, so at this point where he has to stay away from her, this is when we finally get, finally fucking get Tom fucking Cruise. Yeah. So, yeah. Tom Cruise, I guess they're playing soccer. They're playing soccer on the field, on the campus of the high school. On the campus. Tom Cruise is shirtless. You know. No, well, the important part oh, is that he, he looked good. He had a shirt on. And no, he was he like, took it you off. gotta get it off. Yeah, he I think the most important slowly. part is the fact that Tom Cruise was in the middle of the game and just stopped playing and went to the sidelines. Yeah. He's like, fuck Took soccer. his shirt off and started talking to his friends. That's true. Because he's Tom Cruise and he can do what he but wants. Can, can we discuss how sexy he looked in them jorts? He oh did, though. my god. He had a pair of jorts in. that came to the upper thigh. <laughs> There was also a slit in each yeah, like, leg hole. That. I swear, he took these shorts from Brooke Shields. I swear to God. Yeah. He's like, Brooke, can I borrow some jorts because I don't have anything from this? And she's like, yes, I have high penalized. <laughs> no, like, it's, it's, he, he looks 
good. I think he inspired the genuine song. Wasn't he like nineteen at in the time? Those yeah. jeans. He was in those jorts. <laughs> so like, like, let's set the scene though, because this was on the high school campus. Right. It, it was looked like a college teams. campus. It, it, it did look like, like a college campus, like but you know these campus. kids are in high school. That's true. In this movie, that's true. And they were rich. Yes. Everyone's rich in this movie. Cool. Yeah. Right, exactly. So Tom Cruise, named Billy, in this movie. Comes out of the out of out of the field playing soccer, and is talking to Martin Hewitt, and is like, "Hey, it's me, Tom Cruise. Let me take this shirt off." He takes his shirt off to show his godly physique. That was so good, <laughs> so fucking. Good. And you know what? Like, the people physique. that were hired him for this movie were like, "This man is out of control." Good. You know what? I like to believe that that part was just straight ad lib. They just wanted him to come over and talk, and he just went over and just took his shirt off, and they couldn't stop him. And the director was like, "Keep it." Why would yeah. they stop him? Yeah, they, exactly. He That's why the director. So good. The director was commander in chief at that point, and they were just like, "He's taking his shirt off," right. and, the, and, and the director was like, "Don't." Stop running! <laughs> right, and like, like the sad thing about the Endless Mob movie 1981 is that there's not much going on, and the fact that they they put in, Tom Cruise in the middle of this film to be a plot catalyst. He was the mm. one that mm. he put yeah. the plot in motion if because he, there's nothing else going on. He comes in and he's like, "Hey, Martin Hewitt." Guess, guess what, what I, I did? did. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He's like, guess what I did? Okay, but let's. But you're saying you you have this really deep voice when you're saying it. Like Tom Cruise in this movie sounded like he hadn't gone through puberty yet. He's like, hey. and, no, no, no. It was more so because Tom Cruise was so excited hey. to tell the story. Okay, so it's like he was high. He was high pitched about it. He's like, Yo, <laughs> what was hey, the story, John? Check this stuff out, no, John. What was first of all, Tom Cruise was nineteen years old. He went through puberty at eleven. <laughs> I'm certain because Tom Cruise is a man. He went through puberty at nine. Tom Cruise was in puberty when he was born. We saw so, those legs. I saw them legs. So he was like, "Hey, Martin Hewitt, aka David Axelrod, who was in love with Jade." I set this house on fire. <laughs> stacked a newspaper. I stacked a bunch of newspapers on fire. They were filled with water, but they were smoking like crazy. And then everybody thought I was a hero because I rescued people from my house. I'm Tom Cruise. I'm the greatest actor alive. Woo! He nailed that shit. He they nailed, were wet the whole time. <laughs> no, he came in with this manic energy. He came in with this manic energy and was like, hey, this is all the crazy shit that I did. He was sweaty. It looked like he had been in physical activity. It was clear Tom Cruise did his research on this role they hired him for. He was method actor? No, it he was, was method no, Billy? Yeah. Yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no. Go for it. Go Look. for it. What what I saw in this scene is what Tom Cruise did with the few lines that he had was set a stage for Billy. He came in and he established that Billy already does ridiculous things. He just he just does things because Billy does what he wants to do. Billy does what he feels at those moments. And he just told a story about some point in his life. Honestly, from the story I got from Billy at that point in this movie, it wasn't even the craziest thing that he did. It's just something he felt like doing at that time and then right, laughed at right. the fact that people hailed him as a hero for trying to light wet newspapers on fire. Yeah. yeah. At the end of Billy's scene, you knew that Billy was unhinged. But you also knew that Billy was sympathetic because he came in and he was like, I did this crazy fucking shit. I set these newspapers on fire. Ha 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 ha. But you also saw the sadness in Tom Cruise's eyes. You were like, 
Oh my god, Billy, what's going on in your life? I think I saw the sadness in those jorts he was wearing. Um, you mean the happiness, because those jorts <laughs> were dope, because yeah. you got to you see know. all the man's thighs and legs. That's true, you know, he gave us everything. He was wearing a jean diaper. He his fucking down, jeans legs were... Legs <laughs> His jeans were like up his ass. Like, it was ridiculous. I saw the whole crack, and he was wearing pants. I saw that whole thing, and I was like, damn, Dom Cruz, I love the fact that you did this. I want to see that crack more. I love you so much, Dom Cruz. You, you, you could not boy. hide anything... With shorts like that, like I knew he was wearing white briefs. I felt like he cut the pockets on his pants too, just so he didn't have to put anything. That's true. And like, put it in context. We'd been watching this movie for a while, and then the same came on the scene, and I was like, suddenly I'm alive, you know? (laughs) Suddenly I'm paying attention because the first half of this movie, I was like, I don't give a fuck about Martin Hewitt. I don't give a fuck about any of these characters. I don't care about Brooke Shields. But then Tom Cruise came on the scene, and I'm like. Holy shit. This is a revelation, you know? This is, this is an actor. Okay, this is his okay, absolute okay, favorite okay. role of okay. Tom Cruise. It's amazing. Okay. It's amazing. Okay. But is this because you already, like, loved Tom Cruise by the time you saw this movie? Or is it truly, like, it, let's say you didn't know who Tom Cruise was and you saw this film? So the thing is, is that I feel like you're insulting me because you're accusing, <laughs> like, you're accusing me of... Like intellectual laziness. No, because I'm like, not. I'm I can look back at past Tom Cruise roles and be objective. And I was. I was like, all right, endless love. Let's see what Martin Hewitt has to add to this. Let's see what Brooke Shields has to add to this. And I was like, eh. Then Tom fucking Cruise came up on the scene, and I was like, this movie is suddenly elevated. He put this movie on his back and was like, I know this movie is shit, but here I go. Let me. Who's got jorts? <laughs> Who's got jorts I can wear, please? You know what? I did anyone else... Wait, 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 wait. I didn't see all those movies, so I'll ask, did anyone else have jorts no. in this movie? That's, right, that's, that's, right, that's, that's, right, right, that was, right. In this essence, I can agree with Jonte to say that that element alone elevated this to and he had he had to, a, to a height that no one else can achieve he had a himself. slit in his jorts so you can say a little bit more who the hell does that just all a tiny bit more that. I was gonna say you know <laughs> oh, you know what I, I understand what you're saying Veronica you know can he be objective but it's true like as soon as that scene came on no matter who the fuck was in that scene as soon as you see this shirtless man with his wonderful eyebrows and those <laughs> slit Fucking jorts that were tiny as hell. Like that man had a presence, right? There's a reason like, you know that, went you, on from that. You noticed yeah. that motherfucker, you right. noticed yeah. and you know, like the director of this movie, like had a plan because from the start of the movie, you saw symbolism. You're like, okay, they started up at the observatory, looking at the universe and stars and things like that. There was a scene where David Axelrod and Brooke Shields were in bed together, looking up. At stars. On her ceiling, yes. And that star manifested as Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise (laughs) is the star of this film. He is the star of this film. I'm not reaching. You're reaching. This movie was like, this movie was, they had everybody they needed to be in this movie, and they're like, we can't put put Tom Cruise in the starring role because we already hired these people. (laughs) The real star is Tom Cruise. Who else is wearing jorts? Who else is coming off of a soccer field sweaty and talking about setting newspapers on tire? Tom fucking Cruise. You are reaching. Tom Cruise's best role. Billy, I love you so much. In a sense, he is and he isn't. 
for the little time that Tom Cruise had in this film, Tom Cruise was the most pivotal part of this film. That is was. true. He did propel the story for her. Had Tom Cruise not shared this particular story of all the wild shit that Billy actually did. Yeah. Because clearly Billy had done a bunch of wild shit because Billy laughed at this little moment in his life. Right. He thought it was laughable that people did this. And he just wanted to set some newspapers on fire for no reason at all, apparently. Yeah. And you saw the look in David Axelrod eyes slash yeah. Martin he, he had the realization. And he was like, I can do, I this, can do this and be like Billy and become a fucking hero to yeah. some people. Because Billy was a hero to everyone in that camp if you can see it in his <laughs> eyes. Tom Cruise is the only one right for Billy. It wasn't the only time Billy done some stupid shit right. and became a hero because of it. I gotta say, I gotta say, <laughs> Billy, I Billy think, was a... I think, I think we gotta give it up to uh... Christy Zaya, the costume designer for this movie. Right, 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 right. Christy Zaya. No, because, because... She put him in like, shorts. No, no, like, as, as soon as you see that outfit, like, your attention was drawn. And I guess you could also say the same for Axelrod, you know, with his number 33 jersey, which he wore, like, for 40% of the fucking movie. Well, then I have the question, and, why the hell did he give him another and goddamn also, shirt? Brooke Shields in, in, her, in her wedding outfit at the beginning. Okay, but, like, I feel I think like it was Tom all Cruise chose the jorts. All right. Okay. <laughs> Whether or not the costume director or Tom Cruise chose the jorts, that. what kind of dope-ass nigga <laughs> is wearing jorts during soccer? Tom fucking Cruise. Yo, honestly, if you've seen the scene, no one else has jorts on. Everyone else has those, like, running shorts on right. yeah. where it comes up to, like, their high thigh. Yeah. He's the only one out there with jorts and some, you know, just he's like like a baseball team. Yeah, he's like only he's like, denim whatever. touches these. It was a tank top. Only tank denim top. touches okay, this skin, tank please. Top. And he's just running out. He's like, I'm going to play. And he dropped out in the middle of the fucking drive. He did. He didn't even care. He didn't, he didn't care. care about the game at all. He saw some friends and was like, I'm going to talk to them now. Yeah. But I the think thing- he just jumped in the game because he saw them playing a game. They had enough people and he just started running around with the guy <laughs> yeah. the ball. And then he came back. Really does what he wants. Yes. Yeah. And That's decided. True. He decided to tell a story about him setting shit on fire. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, hey, I set this shit on fire. I wouldn't. I would, Tom Cruise. I honestly believe that Tom Cruise probably just. It wasn't even the script. That's just something Tom improv. Cruise did. Improv. <laughs> Tom Cruise you know, improv. <laughs> Tom Cruise improv. If that were the case, um, it sure as hell informed the rest of the movie. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> it's true. And just love They had to improv. rewrite the script. They was like, we <laughs> yeah. had no idea what to do. Right, exactly. And then he did this and was like, we got it. Yeah. We got it. Now. So let okay, Alex go so, on with the rest yeah, of the Yeah, so oh. I think we need to, t- so, to inform everybody right. how exactly this impacted the So movie. I can do okay. this real briefly. Real briefly. <laughs> so, you know, the two lovers, they're estranged now. He goes by their house, you know, because it's something that he does. He notices they're having a fucking party. You know, he, he sees some other dude talking up his lady. He gets really jealous. Everybody leaves. And then he sees... What did he see on his fucking porch? What newspapers? He sees a stack of fucking newspapers. He's out there having a smoke. He uh, tosses his cigarette butt over there. They catch on fire. He walks away. And then he... Well, they, they started re- smoking first. Who did? Who started smoking? No, the, the newspapers the were newspapers. just smoking. Oh, yeah. They were smoking. Yeah. They were smoking. I mean, I, I, I they all just, had cigarettes the newspapers. <laughs> I think I, I, you, you shouldn't just fucking Every walk one away. of the fuck papers. But he had was taking Tom Cruise's story, right? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was basically oh, like, I'm going to do this shit myself. I'm, I want to be the hero, and then they're going to forgive me, the family. Just right? like right. Billy. I'll get back in there, just like Billy. And I can get back in that sweet, sweet Brooke Shields. 
Oh. So, oh. I mean, that's what he's thinking. Come on. I mean, All right. true, true. All right. Yeah. So, well, it, it, it doesn't work out that way. They catch on fire. The house catches on fire. So <laughs> he, he breaks fires. into the house. You yeah. know, he, she's trying to get everybody out of the house. The house burns down. So, they uh, they basically charge him with arson. He gets he gets charged. He's convicted. And because he has no priors, they give him, well, five years probation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they decide he needs to go to a mental institution. Mm-hmm. So he has to go to this mental institution until they realize, they decide that, okay, okay, you're okay, you can be let out. Right. Because He's actually in there for two fucking years before they let him out. And he, around the two-year part, I mean, he starts to go fucking nuts. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So they let him out, they bring him out, and then um, he decides to go look for look for Jade. So he goes. But during his time in the mental institution, he had written her a lot of letters. Several several letters. It was endless letters. At this point in the film, I actually came in. (laughs) 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 This is when I entered the film. And uh, Brooke Shields' character never writes him back or responds to him. Well, she never got the letters in the first place. Right, exactly. Yeah, backtrack a little bit, though. What? How did they know that it was him who threw the fucking cigarette at the newspaper? Because he came in to try to save the family. No, yeah, and right I, after he yeah. he explained the situation in court. So yeah, yeah. Oh, just okay, them. okay, okay. I didn't know that part. Right. I just thought they were like, you know what? It's that kid. It's that. <laughs> and you know what? Like I like I understand what you're saying because you're like I don't know how they figured this out because. A better actor would have done better. That better actor is Tom Cruise. <laughs> if Tom Cruise was in that role, like, it would have been so... I could have been able to understand what was happening a little bit better. He would have been able to convey the pathos in that role. That's all I'm trying to say. Whatever. <laughs> Keep going. It's, um, we're just angry about it, is all. So he gets out, and then he goes... He, I guess he tracks down uh, Jade's mom, Brooke Shields' mom. So he goes to New York, where her mom is... And then he goes to her apartment, and then this is like this weird thing where she's trying to fuck this dude. Yeah, the mom's trying to fuck. The mom is trying to fuck Axel Rod. She's trying to yeah, because he's got an Axel Rod. Because the mom's divorced (laughs) now. Yeah, because so apparently yeah, after the fire, the parents got divorced. So in a way, you can say Axel Rod he ruined their fucking lives. He burnt their home down. He. Their marriage, you know, Stop broke down fire. after after that, and he fucking ruined their lives. True. Right. So he he shows up, and then she's like, "Hey, come on in." And then she basically she puts some moves on this dude, tries to seduce him, mm-hmm. but he basically he at the end at the last minute he pushes her away. He's like, "I can't do this." After right. after they make out, they they do kiss. They do kiss a lot. They do kiss. And keep in mind that this woman is Shirley Knight. And so she's kind of sexy. Google her. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Okay. Sexy Shirley Knight. I, wait. 19, I would just, circa 1981, Shirley Knight, honestly. She's an older woman. Nice she shit. was pretty good. I do I do recall Jonte saying he, he would, would he fuck would hit her. That. He, would, Listen, he would tap that. Shirley, <laughs> Shirley Knight, if you're listening, I love you so much. Please call me. I love you. You know what? That's so exciting. I will say she, she was very talented at wearing those satin night nighties. This is the thing, like, Tom Cruise would have fucked her immediately. <laughs> immediately. Yeah. Oh my god. That's all I'm trying to say. He would have given her his cruise missile. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't. 
Call okay. Tom Cruise if you're listening. Okay. I don't oh believe that of you. Um, oh Tom God. Cruise, if you're listening, I know you call it your cruise missile, so <laughs> no, this is not a surprise not. to you. If you don't call it your cruise missile, you are missing out on an opportunity. <laughs> you are... <laughs> Like, you shouldn't call it anything else besides the cruise missile. And I'm like, I know that... It's not if you're listening, it's you are listening. (laughs) I know we're on your radar right now. We have to be. Just call it... I really hope we are, because I love you, Tom Cruise. Yes! I legitimately love Tom You know, I wanted to say something about that earlier, but I was like, no, there might be a bit more, bit much. I really do hope Tom Cruise listens to this. A lot. <laughs> I have enjoyed some Tom Cruise movies. I will some motherfucker at all. Yeah. For this no, one. so like I enjoyed this Tom Cruise movie because it was his best role. But everything uh, no. else, no, everything else is like it I pales in comparison to his role as Billy. But I know it's still good. I can't wait to prove you absolutely yes. wrong. Yes, I'm with Willie on this. I'm with Willie on this. This, this was role, not his best This role, role was simply okay. a right. beginning for the greatest actor ever. It was okay. just like a stepping stone. Right. This well, was him stepping was in with... taste. This was him opening a door and saying, I'm Tom fucking Cruise. Yeah, it was a little... And then little, doing little, something and then going further yeah, into the little, goddamn house. A little something something in jorts is what we got. A little something something in jorts. We are like, oh, hey, what's that? He even had a little something back there. I got uh-huh. smack uh-huh. Smack a little something. <laughs> I feel like you guys aren't sophisticated <laughs> Film watchers because it wasn't just a little something something in shorts. It was a lot of something something in acting. Okay. All right, guys, let's finish this movie. Let's go go ahead and finish this thing up. Yeah. So he's in New York. He's in the mom's apartment. She goes to the bathroom or some shit, and um, he he sees this address book. So he actually finds Jade's address, current address. Yeah. In this book. Mm-hmm. So she lives in Vermont now. Yeah. Burlington a, Coat Factory, Vermont. This is, a, this is after he <laughs> that's spurns... That's where the factory his, is, y'all. That's after he spurns Jade's mom's advances. Yeah. Right, so like, right, no, right. I don't want this. So he then, denied her. I was still mad at that. <laughs> I love you, Shirley Knight, if you're listening. So the next day you see him, he's going out, he bought some... Uh, train or bus tickets to Vermont. He puts his 33 shirt back on. He puts his 33 shirt jersey back on and then he's out on the streets. And then you also see Jade's father with his new girl which is his busted redhead. (laughs) (laughs) So they're out. It was like the Wendy's girl. (laughs) (laughs) Look, 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 this girl, the the dad's new side piece She's no Wendy's girl. I'll just say that. <laughs> um, that's my scale for all women. She's so, no Wendy's. So we have this scene where they're both out on the streets of New York, and then they end up at an intersection on the different, you know, different sides of the street. And then the dad sees him. And at some point, when you know, earlier in the movie, when the dad finds out that Axelrod has been released from the psychiatric ward, he's like, "Nah, fuck this. This is injustice. This isn't fair. He's got. He hasn't been punished." Right. So he see. He says. The next time I see this guy, I'm going to kill him. So he sees him in the streets of New York, and then he just fucking goes after this dude. He starts to chase him. And then he runs into the street, and then, of course, what happens? He gets hit by a fucking car. Who gets hit by the car? The dad. The, the dad, dad gets, the hit, dad by gets hit by a car. Brooke Shields' dad gets hit by a goddamn car in New York City. It was as a taxi. Next as to her, her his horsewoman. Because he <laughs> ran out in the middle of the street to see number 33. Because he went to go whip some ass. Yeah. <laughs> he got okay. hit by a taxi. And so this is another part where I was like, Tom Cruise could have been the stunt double. Because he would have been <laughs> able to sell that action a little bit more. He would have been able to get hit by that car and be like, oh. 
more because I was like, I don't believe he got hit by a car. <laughs> you know, it just looked really tame. But Tom Cruise would have sold that shit. That's all I'm saying. That's true because Tom Cruise does love to do his stunt, his own stunts. He does. Does he really? Yes, he does. He tries to do as much. That's of the why stunt I as love him yeah. so because much. he's like his surface. His surface area is so small that <laughs> there's, there's less of him to hurt. Is all. People, That's all I'm some saying. Some people will, science. That's some science. people will argue that he's he not five, like a seven. Jackie Chan, but as far as as far as Jacqueline Chan. I will say triple A <laughs> actors fucking go he is one of the few that is like I want to do as much of my stunts as I yeah. can no matter yeah. how old he is he's like I want to do as much yeah. of him as he I can he did all of his stunts in Rain Man I respect what the I respect fuck in Rain Man so, All right, so dad is super is super hit by a taxi and is now super, super dead. No, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> he's is now, super effective. He's super effective and he's super dead. He dies from yeah. this from this car, car crash. crash. Um at at the scene of like when he's dead down, right, on the on, on the streets, his uh new girlfriend is there. Mm-hmm. And then uh Axelrod is there, like right there in front, and he actually like she actually touches him. So it, she, she sees, sees that him. he's there, yeah. Yeah, in the thirty three jersey. So fast forward, um, he goes to see Jade's mom at her apartment. Um, Jade's he brother, doesn't. He doesn't get on the bus to Burlington Coat. No, Factor. he does not. He does not. He does not. Uh, Jade's brother is there. He goes there, and then she kind of tells him, you know, like I can't believe this happened. I feel terrible. Uh, maybe you should come back another time. So he, he he goes down to the to the lobby of her apartment building, mm-hmm. and who does he see? He sees Jade. Yeah, she comes in. Looking all Brooke Shields fine and all. Yeah. She gets to She's the She's got elevator. a really tight ponytail. Tight ponytail. And a black turtleneck. Showcasing those those beautiful eyebrows. Showcasing <laughs> that, like, five those head eyebrows. Damn. And then she goes, and then, so then, like, I guess, oh, they see each other or whatever. So, the the mom had told Axelrod to get a hotel, you know, whatever. I guess she told Jade where he was. Jade goes to see him. She says, you know, you know, I I feel sorry for ruining your life, even though he ruined all of their fucking Yeah, like, he, he set did. her house he on fire. He set her house on fire. He killed the dad. He well, tried to make out with the, know that. with the mom. She but doesn't know that either. She doesn't know that, well, but, like, she doesn't, did it. Yeah, but, like, he's like, no, 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 no. Like, I still love you. You know, I want to work this out. She's like, you got to move on. That was in the past. I don't Ooh. know. Like, you set my house on fire. We're done. That's a normal response. Yeah, that's normal, right? Tom so, would have sold it. <laughs> so as she's leaving, as she says her goodbye, he basically like grabs her and then like picks her, throws her on the fucking bed like, you can't leave, I still love you. And she's like, no, no, no. And then it's one of those, no, no, okay, yes. Yeah. And then like... Yeah, I felt really... One of those traditional 1980s rape scenes that turns into a love scene. I yeah, really, yeah, yeah. Right, right. really uncomfortable. It was a this. very uncomfortable scene right, to watch. exactly. It's garbage. I mean, uh, I... It was, it was ridiculous. So it, I guess you know they 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 have sex, they make up. They're they're good. They go back to the scene, like back to her where her mom lives, and they see James Spader there. And he's like talking to his dad's girlfriend. He's like, yo, he's coming. You can see and you can see whether or not it was him. Mm-hmm. So basically, it seems like she remembers. She thinks she recognizes that he was there, and you know she needs to see him one more time to to confirm. So he shows up, and then she's like, "That's him, right? That's the dude." He was he there. was wearing that ridiculous jersey so still shirt again. Insists on wearing the thirty-three jersey. Oh yeah, who knows who that it's, is? It's his only shirt. It's his only shirt. <laughs> That's all he's got. Either that, or he has thirty-three of them. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got one through thirty-three. So <laughs> and then, he only wears thirty-three. <laughs> so 
She says, yes, he was there. He was like, you know, I touched him. You were there at right. the time. Right. So then, like, James Spader makes a connection. He's like, and she's trying to, he's trying to tell Jake, look, this was no coincidence. Like, do you think, di- you know, dad died just because it was an accident? No. Like, he was there. He killed our father. So, basically, he admits, yeah, he was there. You know, like, I, he, he came after me. I didn't mean it to work out this way. Right. Blah, 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 blah. So, he, you know, I guess he leaves, right? And then we have our end scene where it's Brooke Shields. And then she's like, I, it looks like she's walking up towards wherever he lives. And then... End scene. End scene like a dramatic 70s movie, but it's actually in the 80s. It was really weird as a freeze frame. Yeah, it was a freeze frame like Mary Tyler Moore. I of Brooke Shields just being like, ah. <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Justin. So I would argue that this is a thinking man's game. <laughs> that whole cross section is it's 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 a chess game because huh. David Axelrod yeah, yeah, yeah. No! he could have he could have known that like if I run away her dad would have come across the street and get hit by a car so you have to take that confrontation so huh. nobody dies huh. that's that's all I'm thinking huh. David Axelrod slash Martin Hewitt this less actor than Tom literally Cruise. said <laughs> if I see him come towards any member of my family. I will kill him. That includes him because he's a member of his own family. He had every intention to kill this dude if he got his hands on him. There's less chance of him dying than the dad dying getting hit by a car. There are so many people around. The police came so quickly in New York, apparently, in the earlier scenes. They, and that's true. They, you know, you know, they're if, white people. White people love <laughs> like New York police love white people. That's true. Oh, he got a he got a beat down from that. But then, but, well, okay. he, got, he got two punches. That was not a beat down, but I call it a beat down. That's not a real beat down. It was two soft punches. Oh, that one dude like hit him twice in the kidneys and said, yeah. I used to be a boxer, nigga. <laughs> he was Mike Tyson. What's up, son. Martin Hewitt? I sparred with Mike once. <laughs> Peed yourself. They did have like this three cops in that car with him. Two of them was holding him down while one was driving. I'm very surprised they didn't have like bars for the back seat at all. He was white. They gave him the white person police car. Yeah, yeah there there's a, different types of police cars. There's a police car for white man. It was suburb police, and they were making a stop through the city for a white man. <laughs> yeah, if it was a black man, that police car would have spikes all over the place. <laughs> it'd be a if tank. it was a black man, there'd be robots with knives it'd be stabbing like, at it'd be you. Like one of those vehicles you would see in like Twisted Metal, yeah. that video game. Right, exactly. <laughs> if I were in a police <laughs> car, if I were in a police car, they would have shot me in the legs. It was like, Jante, Jante, you were, you were jaywalking, so guess you can't use your legs. If it was a police... If I love it was, you, Tom Cruise. If, you, if it was a black dude, they would have just jumped out and just shot him. And I'm like, he was threatening so much shit yeah. at me. I and, was scared as hell. But that, it wouldn't work for the movie, because then the love would have ended. <laughs> That's true. The love is endless, apparently. The love was endless. They love already was. knew what was up. They've they been knew. tracking the case. It's true. They knew that love was endless. They, they sent the cops know. who knew what was up, and they roughed him up to make it look good. Every, and everything. every Tom Cruise movie that we're going to watch, John here is going to give it a rating. Based on how Billy Based on how Billy it was. 
So like on the Billy scale. So like I, <sighs> So since this is your favorite movie, I'm assuming it's a five one out like it's a five out of five Billy's. This is a five out of five, it's a ten out of ten. It is the Billy movie. It's no. a one hundred out of one hundred because so thing, it is Billy. So the thing that's happening right now is that everybody else on this podcast is kind of making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> and like, whatever, I get that. But it's not really a joke for me. Because <laughs> endless love, although Everything surrounding Tom Cruise's performance in that one scene is garbage. Tom Cruise had a five out of five scene in that. Like, a five out of five. Five out of five Billies. Thank you. Every movie that we cover in this podcast, I'm going to say, is it one Billy, two Billy, three Billy, four Billy, five Billy? And this movie was a five Billy because this is the greatest Tom Cruise movie. Because this, this is, is Billy. And it is a Tom Cruise movie. He drove the plot. He did push it forward. You right. know what? That, that is that is true. That is right. true. That was a singular piece. Had he not said what he said to what? What was his name? What was that kick-ass name of his? David, oh, David Axelrod. Axelrod. Uh, porn star extraordinaire. <laughs> had he not said what he said to Axelrod, nothing else in this movie right. would have happened outside of him being a, a whiny-ass dude that could yeah. see his girl. But it's not so, even just that. It's not even the fact that he drove the plot. It's that he embodied the character Billy. He had that manic energy. He was also able to convey to the other characters in the movie, like, I did this stuff, but I am not that. I am not the, the newspapers I said. All fire. while wearing jorts. He wore <laughs> jorts with slits, and he took his shirt off. Like, this is... This is the role that Tom Cruise has and been trying to standing. strive for in every other role that he I'm does. I'm going to disagree with five that. Billies he sat out of down five in the grass. He laid down halfway in the grass and laughed about the entire incident. I'm going to go ahead and say this was like my least favorite Tom Cruise movie huh. because he was in it for two seconds. Yeah, yeah. I will Tom admit Cruise that. Fans, I'm with are. you on that. I liked it simply because Tom Cruise was in it. Yeah. But this was more so I got a preview at the cruise I will be getting. Yeah. Further on, exactly. I got introduced to a person, a character, a human being that will enlighten my life so much more. Exactly for film cinema. Like I said, like I said earlier, it's a stepping stone. Alex, how did you feel about this movie and Tom Cruise? This was him opening the door. Performance, honestly. Well, I got to kind of think of it as in terms of the whole movie itself, and as a, I just felt. The whole fixation on this this relationship was just overly obsessive, and I understand it's it's supposed to be a romantic thing, like it an, romantic. an endless love. But honestly, it just felt insane on so many levels, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was just ridiculous, and it just should never have happened. Right. And, how did you feel about Tom Cruise? Yeah, it should have been called Tom Endless Cruise. Tom. Tom Cruise. It was, not, it was like two seconds of Tom. Uh, to be, That's to why me, I to be fair, <laughs> those those shorts were too much for me. Like, no. Um, excuse me. Nah, you look those, sexy as fuck. Fucking casual. Those shorts. You are a filthy casual. Those shorts. I'm going to separate myself from both Alex and Willie and Veronica because Alex does thinks the shorts were too much. Willie and Veronica thinks they are sexy. For me, I look beyond that. I thought the shorts were an acting choice there were a choice that Tom Cruise made and I was like I respect that like I'm not going to objectify your body I'm not going to objectify well I'm going to objectify the hell out of that body you cannot see it I'm objectifying you cannot see him in those shorts you cannot see him in those shorts and not objectify those shorts those shorts were like basically him 
like putting a billboard on his fucking genital area. Yeah. <laughs> what was his billboard saying? You Maybe know what? so. Saying, I'm Tom Cruise. Number one. This is my cruise missile. These are my legs. <laughs> no, not this. Maybe this is a the cruise missile. Yeah. Maybe so, but you can abstract <laughs> that. You can say, yeah, he's doing that to objectify his cruise missile, but. It's also an acting choice. He's like, I want the audience to objectify this because I'm Billy and I'm embodying this and I set newspapers on fire. I'm Tom Cruise. Okay. I will say this. Okay. I will say this. It takes a man of extreme confidence to pull that shit off. And right. I, I, he pulled He pulled it off. Tom and Cruise, first never nude. He pulled Tom it off. Tom Cruise can pull anything off and I think that's a general consensus around yeah. the table. I think he, he pulled it off better than Bill, uh, David Axelrod in his no, number 30. He should have been David that's Axelrod true. in this movie as well. All right, so... Thank you guys for watching Endless Love With Me, Tom Cruise's first role in a feature film. Now I'm going to scoot into another segment that I'd like to introduce on this podcast called Cruising the Streets. And this segment is really going to consist of stories that we have or that other people that we know have or listeners that are listening to this podcast have about them encountering Tom Cruise in the streets. And so Alex actually has a really great cruise in the street story. So Alex, you want to take it away? Yeah. Tell us all about you. Yeah, sure, and sure, I, sure. I love this story. I so a straight up double entendre. I just realized that. <laughs> I love this story. I, I've, I've actually seen Tom Cruise in flesh. I'm jealous. Oh, oh my God. I won't lie. It was, it was a bit out of distance. It makes me but... want to touch you more. That's why I you touch You can him. touch these eyes. <laughs> I only touch him because of this. So you guys are interrupting. I want to hear the story. So the way this happened was, uh, so I, I used to frequent this uh, this message board. It was is a forum, and uh, this was around the time, like what maybe mid two thousands, I believe. Um, there was a lot of talk about this, you know, Tom Cruise and Scientology, you know. So a lot of people on this board, or someone had this great idea that. They should uh, hire a plane to fly a banner over an upcoming movie premiere for a Tom Cruise movie. And they would fly a banner that said, Hail Xenu. So, Xenu is like mm-hmm. kind of basically the devil figure in Scientology. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. Yeah. So, they were, there was a pose Seems asking terrible. for money. There, there was a fundraising uh, thing going on. And they raised enough money to actually do this. They would fly a plane for like two hours. So <laughs> That's dumb. Uh, you know the the premiere was gonna like take place over there in uh, downtown Hollywood, uh, and one of my buddies he was like, "Hey, we should go. Let's go." So I was like, "All right, let's go." So we drove up to this place, and uh, I forget what movie this was. I want to say it was one of the Mission Impossible movies. Mission Impossible Three. No, it was. It was because this was when uh, like. He was doing some promotion with Jimmy Kimmel and shit. I okay, remember okay. because I had the soundtrack because Metallica was on it. <laughs> oh, that makes me so sad. It, it may have been that. It, it, it been was that. a Tom Cruise movie. So, so I go, I, I basically, you know. It happened after the South Park episode. That's what I remember. We, we go out to Hollywood and Highland where they were having this. And, uh, you know, we were waiting for this plane to show up. But apparently, I guess there was some uh, bad weather conditions where, where, where the plane was. There was, it was really foggy, so it wouldn't leave the fucking uh, the runway. So we went, out, we went out there to see nothing. But I was able to catch a glimpse of Tom Cruise as he cruised in on a fucking Bugatti Veyron, <laughs> which I have also never seen at the time. That's awesome. And then he comes out of this this amazing car, 
And everybody just fucking went nuts. Well, yeah, it's Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah, it's Tom Cruise How cruising. How fucking sexy did he look? He cruising great. in What was that. he wearing? Yeah, what was he wearing? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't remember. I want to say he was wearing a suit and sunglasses, but he could have been wearing a fucking It's just, it's just so God, telling. So sexy. It's so telling that everybody on this podcast is like, what was he wearing? Was he sexy? Whatever. Tom Cruise, everything that he is is his acting prowess. Like, I don't, okay, I don't objectify him. You know what? Like, it's okay. Whatever. Look, uh, I, I can appreciate him for his acting prowess and his acting talent and how talented of an actor he is. Right, right, right. But also, he's sexy as But how Billy me. was he in that Look, moment? How Billy was he? All I can say is this. I, if that plane did go up and it was flying around that banner, I do feel like if Tom Cruise saw it, he wouldn't even give a shit because he's just too Tom Cruise for that. Right, right. Yeah, and, and you know what? I respect Wait, that. He's cruising that. above My the My question is, how do you know that those people from that forum didn't just bamboozle all that money and didn't even pay this fucking like? Did they really even pay some pilot to fly this whatever? You know, to be fair, I have no idea. They did had you contribute money to this? No, I didn't. I don't. I don't. I don't have money for that shit. <laughs> You didn't have money for that, but you have money to go to the... I have no funds for this nonsense. (laughs) All right. Well, that wraps up our segment, Cruising the Streets. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Alex, for telling us that amazing story. I am super jealous. I wish I I had been able to see him in person. I've never seen him in person. It's like my one thing. He was there next to the, you know, where the Spider-Man and all the Batman is in Hollywood and Hollywood. He's honestly one of the few people in Hollywood I actually want to look at. I'm not a Hollywood person. I don't Neither am I. I don't care about celebrities, but I would love to see Tom Cruise. That's one thing I know about Willie. He doesn't give a fuck about pop culture. <laughs> but so, like, I would love to see so Tom Cruise. That, I would love to meet the man. Like, that would be the shit. It would be. If I could be. meet the man. Yeah. Just even if he said, hey, and shook my hand real quick and went on with his right. life. Yo. Like, yo, I shook Tom Cruise's hand. I think no. I'd pass out. No, I'm the same I way. I'd be like, die. oh my God, Tom Cruise. Like, how was it in Endless Love? Like, <laughs> How was it being on the? How was it be? How was it on the scene of that movie? Like, what was it like? You wouldn't even be able to get the words out because of the presence of Tom. Because I'd be like, "Oh my God, are you wearing jorts right now?" (laughs) (laughs) Everything else, like, like he's constantly wearing jorts. Tell me about the newspapers. Like, tell me about the newspapers (laughs) and shit. He's always wearing jorts. He's just ready to rip off. It's like he has like tearaway. Tearaway suit pants. Just ready to tear him away, and he's yeah. got jorts. The suits yeah. are zippers, so you can go as high as you want, or as low. Yeah, it was, exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, so I think that brings us to the end of our podcast, Tom Cruise Control. Um, I hope you enjoyed us discussing Tom's first feature film, our first <laughs> role in a feature film. His first and Endless best. love, or as John Taylor likes to say, his best role in a feature film, which I think is bullshit. Okay, because there are much better Tom Cruise films than this, because he was in it for two seconds. No, like... But Tom Cruise, if you are listening, one more like, I know you're listening, <laughs> I love you, and I hope that you uh, find a way to contact us. And let us know whether or not you agree with Jonte and the fact that your best role was Billy. I love you, Tom Cruise. And Jonte, like, as Jonte, I want to say something to you, Tom Cruise. Like, find that spot deep inside yourself where you can get that Billy role and reach into it and just, like, harness it, you know? Because every other movie you've made is fantastic, but 
it's just not quite Billy level. So like, if, if you, you can put find that, shorts on, would you be? It's not about the. Veronica. All right, all right. That's yeah. superficial. That is so, superficial. No, Alex, you're I'm right. signing it's off. I'm signing off. Thank you for joining us. Um, and I hope you enjoyed our discussion of endless love and how awesome Tom Cruise is. Bye. See you later.